Do you dream of having time and money freedom? Are you looking for ways to enjoy business and life harmony or just to improve your business and yourself? Welcome to Reclaim Your Freedom with your host, Shirley Dalton. In this program, you'll learn from experts in business, leadership, personal development, and mindset to help you create your ideal business lifestyle, whatever that means for you. And now, here's your host, Shirley Dalton. Hello and welcome. You're listening to Reclaim Your Freedom and I'm your host, Shirley Dalton. I'm on a mission to help you create your ideal business lifestyle. As a business strategist and executive leadership coach, I help you get your business under control, grow yourself and your team so that your business works for you and your team, giving you more money, more time and less stress. And if you'd like to know more, I invite you to visit ShirleyDalton.com. In my role as radio and TV show host, I bring you additional experts to help you improve your business and your life. And today we're talking with Ian McKenzie, Brand Perception Indicator Authority and Founder, about how to build a long-term sustainable business and what you need to know in order to do that. Welcome, Ian. Hello, Shirley. Thanks for allowing me to be part of your show and hello, listeners. You're welcome. It's an absolute pleasure. And what I like to do usually, Ian, is I just start with a little bit about your background, just so people get to know you a little bit and they know where you're coming from. So I'll I'll just give them some background. Sure. So you're an executive coach with a background in IT, including being a senior consultant with one of the world's top consulting groups, IBM Global Services. Your highly diverse business acumen has resulted in proven success in over 40 projects, with most of them being in complex and challenging environments with substantial operating budgets. More recently, you've combined your IT and business background with your deep interest in communication and psychology to create an online business assessment like no other. Working with businesses of all sizes, you use this technology to help change or improve the way your client's market perceives them. Your assessment delivers effective solutions in rapidly changing business environments by enabling your clients to add competitive advantage and bottom line gains. You're also an accomplished author, having published three books. Your best-selling book, Eight Peas in a Pod, is a how-to guide on building extraordinary business relationships that influence others and has been number one in four business categories. So, Ian, we're talking about building a long-term sustainable business. Let's start with a little about your values and beliefs in business. You believe in doing business the easy way, so what do you mean by that? (laughs) The short version is be the solution to the customer's needs and wants. Now, that's the easy way because when that happens, there is actually no need to close them. There's no objections to surmount. And the end result is a happy customer who will come back and maybe bring some others with them. Now, I believe the sales process is actually not very well understood by most of those, not only practitioners, but those that even write the books and produce the training videos, the education, etc. Now, I say that because there, the focus is on convincing someone to buy. Well, they've already made their mind up to buy. That's why they picked up their keys and drove down to your store or picked up the phone or visited your website. And the difference might sound minimal, but it is important. The sales process shouldn't be about convincing people to buy. They already decided that. It should be 
about convincing them to buy here. Mm -hmm. Now, most training also assumes that one size fits all. Here is the script, the script that you use. Hippocrates discovered in ancient Grecian times that there are four types of people. Mm -hmm. Many since have rediscovered that. It's been applied psychologically more so than physically. Myers-Briggs, we've heard about Jung and so on, DISC, and there's this all sorts of theories about how many people and, and, and how different types of people. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Any number of theories about the different types of people. The relevance is that each type has a different buying strategy and a different communication style. Now, I'm not here talking about the NLP predicates, although that is also a factor. The point is that unless your message works for all communication styles, some portion of your target market are not even aware of it. And unless you get into step with their buying strategy, it's always going to be a tough day at the office because you'll always be working hard to convince people and you should be working hard to allow them to buy from you. Don't, don't try and sell them, allow them to buy. Now that's worked for me in a lot of businesses. Now mm. that basically needs get in step with what your client wants, deliver that in an ethical manner and you don't have to close them. They want to buy. You don't. There aren't objections because you've handled, you've given them what they were looking for in the first place. And, and you make a really good point there. And it reminds me one time when I had some sales training and, you know, often people yeah. will say, oh, I hate selling, I hate selling because we have that impression that we're, it's just sleazy, you know, that we are convincing exactly. somebody to do something. And uh, I remember one of our trainers and I've, you know, little nuggets that you get every now and again and this one's just stayed with me and uh, yeah. we were we were selling investment properties and as we were driving around doing our practice one time and I said, oh, some, you know, uh, we sold that one and we sold that one and we sold that one and she pulled me up and she said, Shirley, she said, don't say we sold, we sold. She said, people don't want to be sold to, they want to buy. So she said, do you want to say, you know, uh, we had a client purchase this one and another client purchased that one and it, it was just, exactly. you know, yeah, common sense but, but uncommon. It is. It is. No, it, it, you're right. You're right. And it, it just, it doesn't make sense to me when you hear of people, salespeople, so-called salespeople trying to shoehorn someone into buying something that they don't really need or want. It, it's not what they're looking for. Yes. Well, it's about, the, it's about the, the salesperson and the commission, isn't it? Not, a, not about correct, the customer. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Well, to, to me, it's a definition of a con. Mm -hmm. uh, if it's a sale, the the seller, the company that the salesperson's working for, is happy with what happened. The purchaser, both the person who did the buying and maybe the company they represent, they are happy with it, and the salesperson is happy with it. They're all happy with that, and they would all do it again. That's a great sale. If mm. if that's not true, then maybe it's not a sale. But it takes, I know that it takes less time to show, to find out what someone's looking for, show it to them, and then do the paperwork than it takes to convince somebody to buy something they don't really want. Yes, yes. Now, that means if you're the kind of salesperson that's more focused on your commission check at the end of the week or end of the month, uh, or whenever it arrives, then you are serving your client's needs you'll actually do that better, you'll make more money, you'll make more commission by properly serving your client's needs. 
as the purchaser, I don't care if you are genuinely an ethical person or you're just behaving like one. Either way, I get the experience of dealing with an ethical person. Mm-hmm. Well, that's it's, an it's just, point. Hmm. Yeah, thank you. Hmm. It, it, it just it doesn't make sense to me to shoehorn, shoehorn someone into something or try to. You, it, it's quicker, easier, simpler, and you get onto the next guy, uh, the next potential purchaser, much quicker. You get on to making the phone calls or doing whatever productive thing you could be doing rather than trying to convince somebody to buy something they don't really want. It just doesn't make sense. And yet almost every sales course says, here's how you handle objections. Yes. There shouldn't be objections. Yes. Well, you make some good points there. And so that, that, that really is doing business the easy way. And as you've mentioned, yeah. having the right communication style is important to enable the right clients to notice you and be attracted. And according Correct. to your brand perception indicator, you can actually test how well you're communicating in the market. So, Ian, how do you do that? And tell us about your brand perception indicator. Well, actually, I, I think what we, yeah, I was going to say we'll have a break, but we're a little bit early. So, yes, please do answer that. Okay. The, the brand perception indicator is an online tool uh, developed back in 1995 by a uh, forensic accountant. And for those that don't know, they're the kind of guys that um, the police forces of the world bring in to investigate a business to make sure it's uh, operating, trading ethically. Uh, and it covers absolutely everything that a business needs to know, but the questions are couched in ways that elicit responses that uh, can't be directed by the client. Now, what I mean by that is most, many consultants, so-called consultants have this quiz and they ask questions like, how often do you follow up your sales leads? And the answers are always, mostly, sometimes, never. And you know that unless you tick always, they're going to try and sell you some consulting to fix that. That makes it easy for the respondent to direct the outcome. Maybe they're embarrassed, maybe they don't know the answer, maybe they, uh, they're they not aware of something that the, the consultant would consider to be important. But the worst part is you can't actually find out, you can't actually discover a problem that the client doesn't already know about. With the brand perception indicator, you can. The questions are couched in such a way that it brings out information that they don't uh, consciously know about uh, because it talks about behaviour. It goes into how you behave because different behaviours affect different parts of your business. Uh, by that I mean not just counting the number of sales that you uh, make, not just the number of uh, calls that you make, not just the number of interviews you get, but there's different sorts of behaviours that, that affect different parts of your business. The, the BPI assessment talks about those behaviours and so therefore it can predict what is going to happen in each of the 10 categories in the report. Wow, it's fascinating stuff, isn't it, when, when you think about that. And and I totally agree with you with the quizzes, some of them, you know, the old joke about, and we've talked about this before, about the consultant looks at your watch and then tells you the time, you know, something <laughs> that you already know. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. it's, uh, 
it, it is the old joke and it, and it is a joke, sadly, mm. but it's what a lot of people do. Mm. We've all seen those quizzes. So, so it's very interesting then when you're talking about the brand perception indicator where you're actually mm -hmm. talking about asking questions that people would think have no relevance to their business or what they're doing and yet it's measuring behaviour and then translating that into how the market sees the business in um, in the marketplace and so I just want to pause on that point and take a quick break and then when we come back what we'll do is we'll get stuck into that and find out a little bit more about what that means to, to have a good perception in the marketplace. Stay with us and we'll be right back. Shirley Dalton's mission is to inspire, educate and support you to be, do, have and feel what you want. That's why she recommends using Mind Movies. Create your very own digital vision board. Take it with you on your smartphone, tablet or computer. See it, hear it, feel it, have it. Go to ShirleyDalton.com slash go slash Mind Movies. Again, that's ShirleyDalton.com forward slash go forward slash Mind Movies. Get started today. Sign up right now to create your idea ideal business lifestyle. Do you want to get the media to notice you, your brand, or your business? Jess Todfeld says it's easier than you think. He should know. He set a Guinness record for being interviewed the most times in 24 hours. 112 different radio stations. He can also show you how to get featured on major TV networks and national newspapers. In fact, he's giving away many of his top secrets to listeners of this show. Just go to MediaCheatSheet.com. That's MediaCheatSheet.com to get the free info on creating the media attention you deserve. listening to Reclaim Your Freedom with Shirley Dalton. If you have a question or comment about the program, please go to ShirleyDalton.com and send a voicemail or use the contact form. That's ShirleyDalton.com. Now, back to Reclaim Your Freedom. Welcome back. You're listening to Reclaim Your Freedom. I'm Shirley Dalton and today we're talking with Brand Perception Indicator founder and expert or authority on this assessment which is absolutely fascinating Ian McKenzie so Ian just before we went to the break we were talking about the difference between different quizzes and how your assessment tool is something that people can't really fudge that's you know they're, they're you're taking the information and you're being able to put that into behaviours that is going to predict a person's brand perception in the marketplace. So I think we better define what it is that we mean by brand perception. Just like the the, the name says, <clears throat> oh excuse me, this is how the brand is perceived by the market. Now we do that by asking uh, fact-based questions and relating them to behaviour. Um, people behave, people react, all people react to set stimulus, a colour, a shape, uh, a sound. And we know how people are going to react to those colours and shapes. If you see a tawny brown flash of colour in the African veldt, you're really going to pay attention to that because mm -hmm. it could be 
uh, a lion. It may be an antelope, but it could be a lion. You really need to pay attention then to the shape. The, the reason I'm saying that is that when, when you look at a person, Mm-hmm. You make an almost immediate judgment about that person. If I can tell a, uh, my own story, mm. I was once waiting for someone at a cafe. Uh, there were actually in this particular place, there were two cafes side by side. And at the, uh, the other cafe, there's this person there that was wearing uh, a, an old tracksuit, didn't look too flash. Their hair looked a bit, you know, ordinary, long, unkempt, and uh, and I thought oh, I should. I'm, I'm waiting for this person to come out of the other store here uh, to have a business meeting. But oh, I, I I should do the right thing and at least buy this guy a cup of coffee. I actually felt really sorry for this guy because he looked as though he was down on his luck. So the guy I was looking for or waiting for came out and stopped and paused and talked to him. When he arrived at the table I was sitting at, he said, do you know who that is? uh, No. He said, remember I told you I sold two properties the other day. By the way, it was a real estate agent I was talking to. Mm -hmm. Remember I told you I sold two properties the other day. There was a a block of land for 500,000 and there was another block of land for, I think it was a million or something, anyway, larger than the average, the, the the average block of land at the time in that particular area was more like 250000 So this guy paid an awful lot of money for some land. Mm-hmm. That was him. This guy was actually a multimillionaire and he should have been buying me a coffee. <laughs> the point is you can't really judge people by the way they – some of us can't judge people by the way they look. Mm-hmm. But we can uh, know how other people will – uh, react to that. In other words, just like me, you look at someone and you see what they look like, you hear what they sound like, and we make an assumption about that person. Mm-hmm. How the, I'll, I'll give you a quick example. There's a, there's, there's the, the, these things travel in pairs. There's a perception that you can see and there's an implication that you uh, something that you infer from that. We look at how they're dressed and from that we infer their educational status and their financial status. Obviously, as I just said, this guy wasn't dressed particularly well, so I assumed that he perhaps didn't have the financial backing that most of us would have. By the way, this was before uh, brain perception indicator assessment was invented. Mm-hmm. Now, the same kinds of assessments happen for a business. When you first see it, you make an assumption about that business based purely on the way it looks, perhaps on the way it sounds. Yes, the, the, the decor, instead of the way the person's dressed, it's the decor. Mm-hmm. So we know how people will react to the, the different stimuli. Mm-hmm. And that's what we built in to the questionnaire, to the assessment. In other words, we ask questions about how your decor is set up, how your uh, what your behaviour is in some specific areas, and from that we know what people are going to think based on those behaviours and those colours. 
Wow. So so through that and when the people make the answers to the questions, then you know based on research and the psychology of yes. people that like yes. like your friend in the tracksuit with unkempt hair, that, yep. you know, um, we won't say 100% of the time, but more likely people are going to make that assumption. And that's really interesting. And I suppose that's where that old saying, you know, first impressions count, <laughs> come from. No, exactly right. It's exactly right. When you, when you first meet a new person, you actually look at their face, mm -hmm. you scan down to their feet, and then you scan back up to their face again. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we all do it without thinking. It's automatic. Uh, and 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 when we do that, we absolutely make an assumption about that person. Yes, it's a first impressions count yes. thing. Yes, and so, so you're able to test that. So so what does it mean when you have the wrong coloured shoes for your outfit? So today I was out with some <laughs> clients. I have a grey skirt and and brown shoes, and I looked down and I thought, oh no, this this doesn't really work. So but anyway, I wore it. Uh, so what yeah, would that it, tell you? <laughs> It could be that, uh, sadly, your advice may not be as well received as it otherwise would have been. <laughs> uh, now, this is this is going to get a little bit more complicated early in the uh, description. Uh, we've spoken about different communication styles and the different kinds of people, yes. not different races, not different skin tones, not, but, but different kinds of people, psychologically different kinds of people. Uh, they each have their own colour palette. Oh. And if you're wearing clothing within your own colour palette, your advice will be better received uh, you will come across uh, more ethically, more principled, uh, more fun, more likely to get the right outcome. What you, the the colour and the shape of your clothing uh, screams louder than anything that you're saying or anything that, that is actually written on your business card. And in fact, uh, when you hand out your business card, obviously it says nice things about your business on it. Mm -hmm. However, if you have the wrong colour or the wrong shapes, that can actually tell the client everything on this card is a lie. Wow. Your business card can actually be working against you if you get that part, quote, wrong. So... As long as you are wearing clothing within your colour pattern, colour palette, everything's good. So, so um, it has to match with your own, uh, like to, to, I'm almost getting to be in integrity with yourself. Um, so you're not trying yes. to dress to match somebody else's communication style. Uh, basically, yes. You, you have to, you, you, the optimum place is to dress in a way that both matches your personal style and delivers the comment or the uh, the concept that you want to deliver. Um, <laughs> if you're in the UK, um, Barclays Bank has a blue logo. If you're in the, the US, City has a blue logo. If you're in Australia and other parts of uh, uh, the Pacific, 
the ANZ Bank has a blue logo, and there's mm -hmm. lots of other banks, financial institutions have a blue logo. That's not an accident. Blue oh. actually means blue, the right colour blue, actually, or sh right shade of blue, actually means, first of all, uh, I know what I'm talking about, and I am financially sound. You can trust me. Wow. Remember I was talking before about these different, uh, the the impression and the meaning, and they travel in pairs? Yes. That's one of the pairs. So if you're a financial institution, you really need to have that blue logo. That's more than blue. Any primary colour will do. Blue, red, uh, think of Wells Fargo or, or um, Westpac. Uh, it can be green. Think of Lloyd's. As long as it's a, basically a primary colour, uh, it's grouped into the we know what we're talking about and we're good with money. That's really group. interesting because um, my favourite colour is blue and uh, and and even though yep. I had the wrong shoes on today, I did have a blue jacket and a blue shirt. <laughs> yep. Okay. So so there we are. Yeah. If you. Interesting? It is. It is. And think of can, can I. Can I take about two minutes sure. to give you a little, okay. There are some famous fast food joints mm -hmm. and a lot of them have uh, a red and yellow logo. Yep. I can think of at least one that's really famous, another one that's almost as famous. Mm -hmm. When you see, a f when you think of a food joint with those colours, we automatically think, fast food. Now, just darken the yellow so that it's gold mm -hmm. and darken the red so that it's uh, maroon or oxblood or maroon, however you want to pronounce it, but it's sort of the darker red colour. Mm -hmm. Now, think of a, uh, a food establishment with that colour scheme. And I'll almost wager that everybody is now thinking of an upmarket, uh, subdued lighting, classy, expensive food place. And all we did was change the colour. Wow, absolutely fascinating. There's actually, there is actually an interesting little, uh, again, if you've, it, it takes about two minutes, but there's an interesting little uh, exercise with colours if you want to go into that. Well, what, what I think we might do, Ian, is let's save that for after the break. Uh, so for yep. people, you, I'm, because I'm sure that people are now sitting there thinking, oh, look at my logo. Oh, look at what's happening for me. You know, it's really starting to ask a lot of questions. And so, um, for sure. Yeah, so let's just take a little break. And when we come back, listeners, we will get into this little colour activity with Ian. Stay with us and we'll be right back. Do you want to get the media to notice you, your brand, or your business? Jess Todfeld says it's easier than you think. He should know. He set a Guinness record for being interviewed the most times in 24 hours. 112 different radio stations. He can also show you how to get featured on major TV networks and national newspapers. In fact, he's giving away many of his top secrets to listeners of this show. Just go to MediaCheatSheet.com. That's MediaCheatSheet.com to get the free info on creating the media attention you deserve. Shirley Dalton's mission is to inspire, educate, and support you to be, do, have, and feel what you want. 
That's why she recommends using MindMovies. Create your very own digital vision board. Take it with you on your smartphone, tablet, or computer. See it, hear it, feel it, have it. Go to ShirleyDalton.com slash go slash MindMovies. Again, that's ShirleyDalton.com forward slash go forward slash MindMovies. Get started today. Sign up right now to create your ideal business lifestyle. listening to reclaim your freedom with shirley dalton if you have a question or comment about the program please go to shirleydalton.com and send a voicemail or use the contact form that's shirleydalton.com now back to reclaim your freedom and we're back and we've been talking today with Ian McKenzie, and Ian is a an authority and a founder on Brand Perception Indicator, which is an assessment that you can take to determine the market perception of your business. And this is fascinating. I'm really learning a lot today. And Ian, before we went on the break, you said that you were going to give us an activity to illustrate the kinds of reactions people get from different colours. So away you go. Yeah. The the assessment is based on answers to different colours and different behaviours. So perhaps the easy way to explain why that works is... So for each person listening, and yourself, Shirley, you can go mm-hmm. through this same exercise. Let's say that you are going to become partners in a new business. Mm-hmm. And what we're going to do is we're going to sell cosmetics. Mm-hmm. Now, I've just come back from the graphics designer. Mm-hmm. I've had the design here for the pots that we, um, we're going to put our Uh, cosmetics in. Mm -hmm. Now, the first design, or the design I have here, uh, it's for a round lime green container, and the script, the writing on it, is a sort of a flowing, uh, easy script. Mm -hmm. I know that's not much to go on, but but to keep it short for the uh, uh, time we have here, a round lime green container with a flowing script just take a couple of seconds and imagine, you don't have to tell me, but what demographic would that appeal to? Oh, I don't mind telling you, I'm, and I might be wrong, okay. doesn't matter. Um, I'm, I'm, thinking, right. I'm thinking younger people. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. If it's lime right. green. Good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now, being good graphics designers, they've given me another option. Mm-hmm. And what they've done is they've changed the the shape of the container to be pink. Instead of being lime green, it's pink. Mm -hmm. And it has uh, a more uh, colourful style. One of those, you have to look hard to see the the image. So a, a pink soft pink, round container, what demographic would that appeal to? If it's a soft pink, I'm thinking yep. uh, I'm thinking an older generation. Um, when I say uh-huh. older, I'm probably talking my age, which is, you know, mid, <laughs> mid-50s. <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, and yeah. um, 
uh, uh, and what was the other thing you said about the the writing or the container? Oh, it's it's the um, uh, the, the the script is um, uh, one of those exotic scripts that uh, uh, just, it flows more. Yeah. Don't, don't I don't I don't want to spend a lot of time there. Now they've given me a third design. Oh, okay. Now this third design is also lime green, but this time it sort of has a triangular top. Oh. So lime green. And the the writing is kind of uh, you know that sort of hieroglyphic type script mm -hmm. became popular a little longer. Lime green, triangular shape, so a pyramid if you like. Yep. But from the side it looks triangular, and uh, uh, a, a, a sort of a hieroglyph type font. What do you think that would appeal? What demographic would that appeal to? Well, the thing that I'm getting out of this, Iron, is that I would be absolutely no good as a, a graphic designer or a consultant <laughs> in this area because I've got no Don't worry. <laughs> no, exactly. Don't worry, Shirley. That that stumps most people, I have to be fair. Mm -hmm. Now, let me tell you what we really did. Mm -hmm. What we did initially was just basically take a baseline and then we changed only the colour. Mm-hmm. And then we had the same as the first one, but a different shape. Mm -hmm. So first we changed the, the, the colour and secondly we changed the shape. Mm -hmm. And that's all we did. And yet those changes prompted a different demographic mm -hmm. for the product. There wasn't enough information. We didn't say it was going to be um, cologne or uh, aftershave or foundation or mascara whatever mm -hmm. we didn't say what type of cosmetic we just said cosmetic so there just really there was no information to base anything on other than a color and a shape and that made us think of different demographics and that is where we started with this mm -hmm. that's why we can ask questions about what this looks like and how do you do that so behaviors obviously count in a business, the way you behave obviously counts. So, um, as so it, sorry, keep going. Yeah, so so it's really not about you. Like when it comes to designing your business and your branding and your logo and things like that, it's, it's not about just picking your favourite colour unless that matches you, your business, exactly. and your customer. Exactly. Exactly. There, there is a message that you want your market to get. I don't mean just get as in receive, I mean get as in understand. Mm -hmm. So using the correct set of colours will appeal to the target demographic, providing you get that part right. Obviously, it's not one set of colours for the demographic. It, it's, it's obviously uh, different for uh, a different industry. Mm. Um, and uh, do you know what's even more fascinating for me is that a forensic accountant yeah. came up with this. <laughs> well, the forensic accountant thought of the questions and then we had a perception specialist go over those questions and rephrase them so that people would not have the idea. So be aware you're answering this question, but you're giving us the answer to 
that question. Mm -hmm. It's it's very much most people have done uh, most adults have done at least one or two psych tests or uh, personality tests, and we know that they they contain all sorts of weird questions about all sorts of strange things, and then it comes out and it describes you, you know, and and this really is how you think, and and you you're left wondering how on earth did they figure that out? Mm -hmm. you know, the, those mm -hmm. questions had nothing at all to do with it, and yet suddenly this it's it's like this guy's reading my mail, you know? Yes, yes. Well, this is the same kind of thing. Right. They they you you're given a series of questions and, and from that elicits real information. Sorry, Shirley, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, that's fine. But I, I'm I'm just thinking there, you know, we're talking today about how to build a sustainable business. So, you know, a lot of people would be thinking yep. that we're going to get into the uh, business strategy. You know, it could be about yep. how to um, yes. price. It could be about your financials. But we're actually talking Correct. today in terms of brand perception and colour and design and shapes, which is fascinating. So are you able then to give well, us an I was going to ask if you can give us an example of how companies have used that information to change and improve their business. Yes, I can. Mm -hmm. um, the oh, there's the 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 trying to um to to say first one one client uh, used it to confirm that the recent changes that they had they were in the process of implement, implementing were going to have the effect that they hoped mm -hmm. uh, that came out with a just a gold star mm -hmm. so they were very happy there's another client uh, they um, uh, they had a consulting company and they just didn't understand why people weren't particularly paying attention to them one of the categories in our uh, assessment is communication another one is uh, how well the the advice is received and implemented. Mm -hmm. uh, we, there were errors in that, or there were flags raised in those two points. So we investigated, and it came down to the the owner of this particular consultancy was overly modest. So when he gave somebody advice and it worked, and they would come back and say that was fantastic, and they would literally say, "Oh, a lucky guess." Now that just devalued everything that they said. Mm. It 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 devalues the reputation of the speaker, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. uh, one one client that we had that was a little more consulting than just doing the assessment, but but we started off there. They went back to work that the the very next day, and they sold as much that day as they previously had in the best week. That they had been at that same organisation, and to wow. prove it was no fluke, they did that level of sales every day for the first week. They've wow. gone from selling this much every week to the first week they sold that same amount every day. Fascinating. That's the kind of power that this kind of information can make mm -hmm. to a business. It's the kind of effect it can have. So it's interesting. It's that what you, happens when you get in step. Sorry, keep going. 
It's interesting that you say then that um, you know people are basically testing where they stand at, at this current point in the evolution of their business. But yep. I'm guessing too that if you are looking at either rebranding or starting up a business, then this would be a really handy tool to have to to see where, like your other client, whether you're on the right track or not. Yes. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely right. It 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 can be. It works for an organization that's already trading, obviously, mm-hmm. but it also works for an organization that is about to start. Uh, the the subtle difference being in when the question says, how are you doing this? The answer you give is, this is how we will do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, with that little bit, uh, it, it's, it, it's there. The interesting thing, it the assessment actually will accurately predict the likely result for a for-profit business and a not-for-profit organisation. Mm-hmm. Now, the reason being is that a for-profit competes with other for-profits for the money that's in your back pocket. Mm-hmm. Not-for-profit organisations still compete amongst themselves for what's in your back pocket or your purse. So mm-hmm. there is a uh, a similarity. The rules are the same. You have to get in step with what this person is looking for. I want to make a difference to kids. I want to make a difference to animals. I want to educate the world. You've got to get in step with what they want. So this assessment will work for a for-profit or a not-for-profit organisation. Now, I have to say, it won't actually work for a government organisation, but I'll tell you why. Government organisations don't compete for your business. They legislate for it. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter that they've got colour scheme that sets out the same message and it doesn't matter that their staff uh, use terminology and behaviours that you may or may not be happy with because by legislation you can't go anywhere else. So it won't help a a government organisation but it will help uh, other kinds of of organisations figure out where they could do things better or confirm that you are already doing things the way you should be. All right, great. Well, let's take a little break there and then when we come back, we can talk about who's completing the assessment and where people can find it. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Shirley Dalton's mission is to inspire, educate and support you to be, do, have and feel what you want. That's why she recommends using Mind Movies. Create your very own digital vision board. Take it with you on your smartphone, tablet or computer. See it, hear it, feel it, have it. Go to ShirleyDalton.com slash go slash Mind Movies. Again, that's ShirleyDalton.com forward slash go forward slash Mind Movies. Get started today. Sign up right now to create your idea. Deal business lifestyle. Do you want to get the media to notice you, your brand, or your business? Just Todfeld says it's easier than you think. He should know. He set a Guinness record for being interviewed the most times in 24 hours. 112 different radio stations. He can also show you how to get featured on major TV networks and national newspapers. In fact, he's giving away many of his top secrets to listeners of this show. Just go to MediaCheatSheet.com. That's MediaCheatSheet.com to get the free info on creating the media attention you deserve. listening to Reclaim Your Freedom with Shirley Dalton. If you have a question or comment about the program, please go to ShirleyDalton.com and send a voicemail or use the contact form. That's ShirleyDalton.com. 
Now, back to Reclaim Your Freedom. Welcome back. Wow, if you've been tagging along with us today, we've been having an absolutely fascinating conversation with Ian McKenzie. And Ian is an authority and founder for the... Uh, BPI, which is the Brand Perception Indicator, and we've been having a wonderful conversation today about how colour and shapes and, and behaviours affect the perception that people in your marketplace have. Now, you might be doing yourself a good uh, um, job of that and working towards having a sustainable business, or it might not be working exactly for you. So, Ian, let's get into a little bit of technical detail now. Who completes the assessment and where can people access yep. the assessment? Okay, who completes it? It only requires one person to perform one assessment for a business unit. Now that business unit can be the entire business, so it would be the chief operating officer or the owner. Uh, it could be uh, a state or a region, in which case a state manager, regional manager. It could be a location, in which case the store manager would uh, answer the assessment. And that's it. Uh, from that, we can use the, the information to predict what's happening the way that business from there down, if you can imagine the, the organisation chart from that person down, mm -hmm. we can say this is how that organisation operates. This is this is the way their market will perceive them to be. Mm -hmm. uh, I uh, I can't really, I, I can't, I don't have permission to, to, to name names mm -hmm. uh, because I, I, I keep people's uh, clients' privacy just that private mm -hmm. but there's a global brand that uh, I'm pretty sure that everybody listening to this will have heard of mm -hmm. uh, they have used this uh, all the way down to uh, somebody who an organization where there is a person and and all they've got at the moment is an idea mm -hmm. and all sorts in the middle, all, all sorts of business. Whatever size business you have, this will work for you. Uh, we're we're actually uh, in the process of uh, adding uh, a product or a service for uh, the corporate clients where they can actually get all of their locations, the, the managers of each location to complete an assessment. And in doing that, we can actually distill an awful lot of information uh, for the corporate as well as uh, corporate level as well as for the individual location level. Mm -hmm. uh, locations obviously get the same, here's what you're doing well, here's what you're not doing so well and what needs to be improved and, and a few hints and tips and tricks to get that part going. But for the corporate, they can actually then take a look at the average and if the average is higher than where they want it to be, it's happy days. And if the average is lower than where they want it to be, well, then they know that there's a systemic problem it's mm -hmm. not the location. It's 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 they've got the problem. Mm -hmm. uh, if there's one location that is lower, markedly lower than the others, they know they need to go there and help them in in some way. But the point is, they know exactly what behaviours to go and look for. Mm -hmm. Obviously, there's um, uh, the the other uh, option 
is that perhaps there's a location that's doing spectacularly better than the others, in which case get out there and find out what they're doing and replicate it across the organisation. Mm. Uh, the assessment is really easy. You go to www.bpireport.com, uh, click on the My Assessment link and just follow the on-screen prompts from that page until you have downloaded your report uh, usually is between 20 and 30 minutes and uh, at that point you'll be on your way to knowing what's working uh, what needs to be adjusted in your business and uh, uh, what you need to do in those areas uh, obviously the report cannot be a hundred percent tailored for an individual organization uh, if you want that give us a buzz uh, contact us through the uh, through the website and we'll uh, do our best to give you some specific and tailored advice um, again based on your report mm -hmm. and you were mentioning too in the break that people can actually learn this you can teach them as well so not only can they do an assessment for themselves or their business um, at which they can get a report in 30 minutes you can also provide some consultancy services and you can also teach people yes yeah there's there's a whole bunch of uh, activity a whole bunch of behaviors that that connect with this a way of talking, a way of addressing people, a way of behaving, uh, and uh, yeah, it's all teachable. Mm -hmm. You can identify somebody's uh, buying strategy uh, within a, about a second of meeting them. And mm -hmm. unlike other um, tools where you have to talk to them for a couple of minutes and, and calibrate, uh, you don't need to do any of that. You just as soon as you meet them, you can say, "I know how this person wants to be addressed. Uh, I understand their communication style. I can get in step with that, and I understand their buying strategy. I can get in step with that, uh, and it's all teachable." Wow. Fascinating. So, I mean, not only for a, a business owner and looking after their business, but also for salespeople there, you know, within a business. Yep. And, um, yeah, yep. I'm just I'm yep. thinking of some of my clients yep. who are in the real estate industry and how handy that would be for a salesperson as they're dealing with potential people selling their business, uh, their houses, as well as potential Absolutely. people buying them. Fascinating. Absolutely. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Okay. It, it works particularly well for real estate. Uh, mm -hmm. In fact, um, there's a, uh, a, a real estate organisation who used it. Mm -hmm. and what they did was they, they become more selective about which properties they actually showed to which buyer. Mm -hmm. And their sales, the, the time they spent on each sale reduced. Uh, the number of sales they made went up because they were showing the people exactly what they wanted. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, there's another organisation. They were actually um, a kitchen renovating company. Uh, you want a new kitchen? Go and talk to these guys. And what they did is they, uh, instead of just taking out their presentation folder and flicking through the whole thing, they divided that folder into four groups. And for each client, they only showed them the appropriate uh designs the, the ones that match that person's preferences and their sales went up 
Wow. By the way, when I say when I say this is teachable, if, if I can make a uh, a small confession, um, I, I don't know what it sounds like on this call, but I am arguably the world's most introverted introvert. I really am. Uh, sales and marketing is not my natural um, place to be. Mm -hmm. The reason that I can say this is all teachable and it's simple and it's scientific is because way back I discovered, decided that I need to know how this thing works. And so that journey, that that passion to find out how do these guys do what they do led me to discover that most of them do it wrong and this is what really works. Okay. So when I say it's teachable, I know it's teachable. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah. Because it's not where I started, no. if you know what I mean. Mm. Unfortunately, Ian, once again, we've run out of time and, uh, you know, I could talk to you about this for hours on end and I'm sure our listeners could listen to it. It's absolutely fascinating. So thank you so much for such a stimulating discussion this morning about how we communicate and the brand perception our customers or potential customers have about us. Well, thank you, Shirley. Uh, thanks for reminding me to be on your show and meet your audience. Uh, I hope that at least some of what I've said piques their interest and as a result they take action to build a better business for themselves and that's whether you use the BPI resources or not. Mm -hmm. All, All right. power to you. Okay. May tomorrow be profitable. All right. For, for, so if you're interested you can go to bpireport.com I think that was it. That's correct. Yep. Okay. So as always I encourage you to implement what you've learned today from Iron so that you too can ensure that your brand perception matches that of your desired customers and clients so that you can build a long-term sustainable business and enjoy your ideal business lifestyle. Thank you for joining Shirley Dalton and her amazing guest this week on Reclaim Your Freedom. Please tune in again next week for an inspirational and educational edition. Until then, be sure to implement what you've learned today to create your ideal business lifestyle. Have a great week, and we'll see you back here for the next show.